Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Christian movies are making disciples of Jesus Christ and teaching us how to pray. War Room, the movie, is coming out in theaters. We're going to introduce Alex Kendrick right now for an interview. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt. Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Today we have a special treat. Talk about prayer, talk about a man of God. We have Alex Kendrick, the producer, director, and movie star of several Christian movies over the past decade. You may have seen, you may remember, Facing the Giants and Courageous and Fireproof. And now there's a new movie coming out in theaters, War Room, the movie. Welcome to the program, Alex Kendrick. Good to be with you, Dr. Chaps. Hope you're doing well. I am well, God bless you. I met you in Washington, D.C. last month. We were at a Faith and Freedom Coalition and I got to preview this movie, War Room, the movie. What was the inspiration for this? Why do you care about prayer? Wow, well, we, we believe the Lord led us to this topic for our fifth movie. We had done Flywheel, Facing the Giant, Spireproof, and then Courageous. When we finished Courageous, we began asking God, what do you want us to do next? And we believe in laying the groundwork for all of our projects in prayer. We believe that there is a difference between a good idea and a God idea, and we want His ideas. And so after a pretty lengthy season of prayer, the Lord began turning our hearts toward calling His people back to prayer, specifically how to fight in prayer. And, uh, and so there, you know, we believe there's a big difference between uh, prayer being your steering wheel or prayer being like a spare tire that some people don't think about until they absolutely need it. And so we believe that prayer should be a priority and of central focus and specifically how we can do battle in prayer. And so that led us to this plot war room. So the movie may be based on a key scripture where Jesus says, don't pray in public, but go into your closet and, and your father who hears you ask for whatever in secret will answer your prayer. Talk about the scripture and, and the basis of that idea. Matthew 6 verse 6 is that scripture where he says, you know, when you pray, go into your inner room and shut the door and your father who hears you or sees what's done in secret will reward you. Now, obviously, that's not the only place that we're called to pray, because he says be devoted to prayer. Pray without ceasing, Paul says. But there must be specific times that you seek the Lord where it's not for vainglory, no one else needs to, to hear. You know, there are times you need to pray collectively with believers, maybe in a corporate setting. There are times that the Lord references praying with another believer, maybe two or more. And then there are certainly times when uh, husbands and wives need to pray together or where a father would pray for his children as the spiritual leader of his home. But there needs to be times where it's just you and the Lord. And here's the interesting thing. When I go to church, I can worship with some selfishness in my heart, maybe drawing attention to, my, to myself. I can give where someone else might see me. I can serve where someone else might see me. 
But when you are praying alone with God, it is just you and God. You can't pray selfish prayers with just you and God for other people to see or hear if they're not there. So there is power in praying with just you and the Lord, and we would encourage anyone and everybody to have a place where you can go to. I call it my war room, my prayer closet, where a, a place that you can go to where it's just you and the Lord. So why movies? I mean, you've done four successful movies, but go back to the genesis of this, maybe your inspiration 15, 20 years ago. Why did you think that was the right medium to teach people about prayer? Well, first, as we all know, that Jesus used uh, stories or parables sometimes to uh, present truth to the masses. And that's what we're doing today. We're, we're using visual parables and a very engaging story to bring truth to people and hopefully draw them to a closer walk with God. So uh, it was a 2002. Uh, I was on full-time staff at my church, Great Church Sherwood in uh, Albany, Georgia, Sherwood Church. And I found a poll by George Barna where he said after this nationwide survey that they considered movies, television, and the internet as being bigger influential factors in our culture than the church was. And so I took that to our senior pastor and asked if we could make a low-budget feature film for our one theater in Albany to reach our community. And that's where it started, and that led to the first movie, Flywheel, and God did so much more with that than we ever asked or imagined. It ended up being uh, picked up by Blockbuster Video Nationwide and then released in 56 countries on DVD. And of course, that led to Facing the Giants in the, in the movies that followed. So God certainly did exceedingly and abundantly more than we ever asked or imagined. We were not experienced filmmakers at that time, but we were following the Lord, learning as fast as we can. The one thing we did right was bathe the movie in prayer, and we saw how God responded to that. Well, that's wonderful. After Flywheel, of course, you made other movies our audience may be familiar with. Courageous, about some firefighters uh, and, and a sheriff's department, I think. Uh, then it was Fireproof, about building your, your marriage and making sure that your marriage is successful. I think Kirk Cameron was a star of that. And then uh, the most recent movie was... Courageous, yeah. Yeah, the order was a Flywheel, then Facing the Giants. Facing the Giants was the football movie, uh, specifically about overcoming fear with faith. Um, then there was Fireproof. Kirk Cameron's in that one about a firefighter who saves people from burning buildings, but he doesn't know how to save his wife in his own marriage. And so that one's about unconditional love. The most recent one was Courageous, about uh, fathers stepping up to be the spiritual leaders of our home, and that was in a police officer setting. The new one coming out August the, the 28th, this month in just a couple of weeks, is um, uh, War Room. And we're excited about that one because it talks about the power of prayer, specifically how to fight in prayer. So I uh, hope people can see that and be inspired by it. I have seen a preview of this. It's highly recommended coming out in theaters next month. We're gonna show a video clip now of War Room, the movie. Hey, you know what? I thought your jump rope routine was really good. I just got a notification that you moved money from our savings into your checking account. Can we talk about this later? You must be the real estate agent. Well, it's so good to meet you. Let me show you the house. This is my favorite place in this house. I call it my war room. You wrote prayers for each area of your life. Prayer strategy. I sure could use some of that. Tony, you should go see your practice tomorrow. I'm out of town this week. When were you gonna tell me? I just did. 
Tony. How's my favorite rep? I'm real good. How you doing? I wish I lived at your house. Whenever my parents are together, they just fight. There's one thing we do well. It's fight. You do not want World War III to break out in your home. No. No, I don't. Just because you argue a lot doesn't mean that you fight well. You got to plead with God so that he can do what only he can do. Then you got to get out of the way and let him do it. You need to do your fighting in prayer. Keep fighting the good I've never seen anybody do what you did. It's time for you to take off the gloves and fight for your marriage. Lord, we need an army of believers. Lord, call us to battle. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. So there it is. That's the preview clip for War Room the movie. Dot com. If you want to go to the website, warroomthemovie.com. We're joined again by my new friend, Alex Kendrick from Albany, Georgia via Skype. Welcome back, Alex, to the program. Oh, thanks so much. So talk about that clip. What did we just see? Well, the trailer for the film uh, gives you a, just a, a, a teaser for what the story's about. You have a, a family, the Jordan family, and uh, the, the husband and wife both have successful careers. They have a 10-year-old daughter, but things are not uh, as glossy as they seem on the cover. Uh, behind the scenes, their marriage is deteriorating. There's a lot of friction in the home, and the wife is frustrated. She sees uh, some hypocrisy in her husband and addresses it, but... Uh, uh, she comes across as nagging him, he gets very irritated, and they begin to grow distant. But an elderly woman who is a prayer warrior asks Elizabeth, the young wife, if she can begin mentoring her, and she says, I want to teach you how to fight the right battles with the right weapons. And she shows her her prayer closet one day. And Elizabeth walks in and sees this closet with all of these prayer strategies written out and posted around the wall and says, well, this is impressive, but I don't have that much time to pray every day. And the elderly widow wisely says, but you apparently have enough time to fight with your husband every day. And she says, <laughs> if, if you will give me one hour uh, a week to teach you how to fight the right battles with the right way and to teach you who the real enemy is, because your husband, your spouse, is not your real enemy, but there is an enemy, and you need to know how he attacks you and how you can stand against him with prayer and the Word of God. So she begins teaching her how to fight, and, uh, and it dramatically changes her perspective. And then we see the rest of the film, how prayer can be used as a powerful weapon and how the Lord longs for us to seek Him on a regular basis. And so there are still ups and downs in the remainder of the story, but it's full of heart, it's full of inspiration, humor, and uh, certainly uh, the tension that we all from time to time face in our lives. But, but again, it's called War Room, and I think people will identify with the story. So the Bible says in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with principalities and powers of dark places, you know, referring to the devil. Uh, now this movie is a dramatization of that spiritual battle, but you have experienced the reality of that spiritual battle in your life. Talk, talk about your personal inspiration for, for bringing this prayer idea to the screen. Well, uh, between each movie, we, we, we ask God, you know, what are your ideas? And he, he usually sends us that theme through inspiration, our quiet times, or studying the Word. 
And, uh, but the one thing that's very difficult is, first of all, difficult just to make a movie because they don't want to be made. A thousand things have to come together for a movie to work. But it's also usually during the theme of the movie that we're studying, writing about, and uh, producing in story form where the Lord also uh, takes us on a similar journey. And what I mean by that is of my 20-year marriage, the one year that was the hardest for us was the year I was making fireproof about how to have a godly marriage. <laughs> and, uh, and so I've been asked, well, why do you think that is? Uh, and, and it's interesting to me that when making Face in the Giants, my faith was stretched, and it's about a team who gets their faith stretched. In Fireproof, it was about a husband learning how to love his wife unconditionally while the Lord was teaching me the same thing. And Courageous, it was about husbands and fathers stepping up to be the spiritual leaders of their home. And the Lord convicted me in ways where I needed to be a uh, more uh, strategic spiritual leader uh, to my children and my wife, and I had to step up in those ways. And in War Room, the Lord certainly stretched our faith and called us to pray like never before. There were there were issues and instances that happened on set around the financing of the movie and, and the distribution of the movie that we had to work through while filming, and it was at, at times a mountain of things we had to work through, and it drove us to our knees. But the Lord saw us through it, wrapped up everything as only He can, and I'm not saying that He always gives you the happy ending. Sometimes He allows you to grow through hard circumstances. But the Lord showed himself strong. And so in each of our films, the Lord stretches us usually in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the arena that we're studying and making a movie about. And someone wisely said, you know you're over the right enemy target when you're being shot at. And, um, <laughs> and certainly that's true for us. And so we know that the enemy, uh, the devil, was shooting at us with everything he had. But again, the Lord is faithful. And the closer you are to him... The, the more he protects you and guides you, and, and, and you can certainly trust in the Lord. So um, I'm, I'm witness to that, and uh, the Lord has been faithful to us. And, and again, he's gotten us through another movie. For us, it's almost like birthing a baby. It's, it's no easy task, but, uh, but again, the fruit makes it worth it. I can imagine you must have taken the past, is it two years, to really begin from the development stage to the screenplay to you know hiring actors or describe the process of planning the production of this movie well we start with prayer laying the found foundation and uh, you know we've learned that you cannot substitute the favor of God either you have it or you don't so it, it doesn't matter how much money you give me it doesn't matter how good the acting is if uh, the Lord's favor is not on it um, then it's not going to impact people the way we pray and hope so our greatest assets, the favor of God, we chase that first. That's number one in our priority list. And then after that, we say, God, what's the most effective way to tell this story? And we, we love telling stories that are very relatable for our audience, where they see themselves on the screen, if you will. And so we then be, uh, begin praying for actors. And, and um, once we have the story, we pray for actors and, and uh, work our way through that. When, when someone auditions for our movie, we love to hear their testimony, and we always ask them, is there anything in your life that would prevent God from blessing your work on this project? Not that we're looking for perfect people, because none of us are, but there is a difference between someone who maybe stumbles and falls and gets right back up and says, Lord, forgive me and help me continue to walk with you. There's a difference between that person and the person who has hidden sin in his life and refuses to get it right. That person is not going to be used as God, of God the same way. So we want people that are seeking the Lord and are wanting to be used by God. And when we have done that, he has given us incredible people. 
and he certainly did that with War Room. So I love our cast. They're incredible, and uh, they're more than uh, capable of of, uh, of acting out these powerful roles and parts. And, um, and so once we cast it, we shoot it. It takes about three months to shoot it and another three months to edit it. And then after that phase, when the, when the movie is scored and ready, um, then we go through the, the uh, marketing phase just to let everybody know it's coming. And uh, so I can tell you it's coming August 28th, and, uh, and hopefully the people will, will come out and see it. Fantastic. We're going to show another short video clip of War Room, the movie, right now. I appreciate you coming this morning. Coffee will be ready in a couple of minutes. Oh, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Now, I ran a sales report from the area. Wrote down a suggested asking price for the house. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Now, what did you say your husband did for a living? Um, well, we actually haven't talked about that, but he's a sales rep for Brightwell Pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And uh, where did you say you attended church? Well, we occasionally attend Riverdale Community. Mm-hmm. So you would say you know the Lord? Yes, I would say I know the Lord. You think the Lord is okay with this asking price? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And you have children? Miss Clara, my husband Tony and I have been married for 16 years. We have one daughter, her name is Danielle, and she's 10. She enjoys pop music and ice cream and jumping rope. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. Now, you say you attend church occasionally. Is that because your pastor only preaches occasionally? Miss Clara, I really would like to help you sell your house. That's why I'm here. As far as my faith is concerned, I believe in God, just like most people. He's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get our coffee. <laughs> so if I asked you what your prayer life was like, would you say that it was hot or cold? I don't know that I would say it's hot. I mean, we're like most people. We have full schedules. We work. But I, I would consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not hot, but I'm not cold either. Just, you know, somewhere in the middle. Here you go. I've got cream or sugar if you need Oh, no, thank you. I like it black. Miss Clara, you like your coffee room temperature? No, baby, mine's hot. Well, that was perhaps one of the most inspirational, but the movie gets better. There is so much in this movie, the relationships, the character development, and the interesting dynamic between the husband and wife who are trying to mentor their little girl who participates in a hopscotch contest. And then they meet this widow, Miss Clara, who is the seasoned mentor, the inspiration behind the prayer closet in the movie. Welcome back, Alex Kendrick. Can you talk about the character, Miss Clara? Uh, who's the actor who plays that? She was the last actor that we cast, and we were uh, uh, really starting to get worried right up until the day we started shooting. We are saying, Lord, you know who this lady is, and it needs to be a very unique, special lady that knows you and loves you. We want her that those, those prayers that she prays in the film to be authentic. And he brought us to her at the very end, uh, as only the Lord could do, uh, coming through uh, at the very end. And, uh, and she was actually in the first scene we shot. 
and uh, she was amazing. Karen Abercrombie lives in North Carolina, loves the Lord, and did an exceptional job in the movie, and people are going to fall in love with her when they see her. Yes, and she is the inspiration. You know, this this seasoned woman of God who goes into her prayer closet, actually writes notes on the wall, and by the end of the movie, she has mentored other people to do the same, and, th and this builds a relationship. What is your hope that the movie will do for churches across America? Well, you know, um, if there was ever a time that, that the body of Christ needed to be called to sincere, focused prayers now. We are past the time of comfortable prayers, of convenient prayers. We now must do the work of prayer, to be devoted to prayers. The New Testament tells us over and over and over. And being devoted to prayer means you specifically set aside time to seek the Lord, not just when it's convenient or comfortable for you, but you do the work of prayer where you say, hey, for this next hour or for, for this next 30 minutes, we're going to start meeting as a church, not just before the service where it's more convenient, but we're going to go out of our way because we're in desperate times to seek the Lord. The moral fabric, the financial fabric, the family fabric, the racial fabric of our country is, is being attacked and deteriorating. And, and now is the time to seek the Lord. And when we do so in unity, and there's power in unity, Ephesians 4 tells us this, Psalm 133 tells us this, even in uh, Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel, we see an example of the power of unity from a people that weren't seeking God. So if God notices the power of unity from a people who don't seek Him, then, then what about the power of uni unity for people that do seek Him, where He pours His favor all over them? The enemy wants to keep us divided. He wants to keep our churches divided, our denominations divided. But those that love God and, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, who died for us and rose from the grave and offers salvation, uh, when we unite in Him, we have the very greatest reason for unity. And when we pray in His name and, and seek God's glory, not that of ourselves, not even that of the name of our church, but when we seek God's glory, He can do amazing things. So now is the time to pray individually, collectively, and on a national level to repent and seek the Lord. Well, amen to that. The name of our show is Pray in Jesus' Name. And we don't just report the news, we pray the scriptures after every news story with our audience. So there are sort of two different kinds of prayer you alluded to there. One is individual prayer, which is very private, in your closet, nobody else is watching. But there's also the prayer of agreement. Jesus said, wherever two or more gather in my name, or uh, you know, in, in the Psalms it says, if, if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So, Talk about this idea of corporate prayer. We're, we're not praying privately, we're praying together in public, maybe even on a national television show like this one. Why is corporate prayer also important? Okay, I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna do this as fast as I can. Three battlefields. There's an individual battlefield and that's where I am with God in my own walk. There is a corporate battlefield and corporate battlefield is where say my local church is or my community or city and then there's the kingdom battlefield. That's where we are uh, as an entire church in our nation. And it's interesting, God judges us on all three of those levels. You and I will individually stand before him, then we will stand before him. You know, he judges cities, he judges churches, and then he judges nations. You, he's already been doing this. You, you can see this in scripture. He judges on all three of those levels. And so you and I must pray individually, pray corporately, and pray as a church at a national level. And when we do so, uh, it, it, it sparks the heart of God. So we need 
need to be praying at all three of these levels. And so corporately, as we're about to do now, I would encourage you to agree with your brothers and sisters in Christ. There is power and unity. And when we go before the Lord together, he hears us. And as you just said, if one person can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So much more can be accomplished when we come together in unity. We're going to promote the movie. I, I know you said when and where people can see it. Uh, but before we do that, would you lead us in prayer right now? Absolutely. Lord Jesus, we, we come to you acknowledging who you are. God, you are creator. You are our sustainer. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, to die for our sins, to demonstrate love, to show us how to live. And Lord, we know that one day you are also judge. And Lord, may we have a healthy fear of you, recognizing you for who you are. But Lord, our country, uh, the United States of America, is not in a good place. Lord, we've sinned against you in so many ways, and you have demonstrated mercy and grace, Lord. You, you have shown patience for us. And Lord, when we were dedicated at our inception, even our first president, George Washington, dedicated our country to you, Lord, asking for your uh, hand of providence, your divine hand to guide our country, to guide him. And Lord, many of our leaders have done so since then. But Lord, we've fallen into sin. We, we've, we've kicked you off the throne and we've put man on the throne and made political correctness the rule of the day. And Lord, you know that that is man's thinking and it is wicked. And Lord, it changes with the wind. What was right yesterday is wrong today. What was wrong yesterday is right today. And we're twisting scripture. And Lord, we acknowledge this, but we acknowledge that our, our desperate need is now in your hands, that we need your mercy. We need your forgiveness. But Lord, we need you to convict the hearts first of your church. You say judgment starts in the house of God, Lord. Call your church back to yourself. Identify anything that displeases you where we can get it out and get it right, where we have sincere repentance, Lord. Call us back to yourself where we are unified as a body of Christ, where we recognize that it's, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ and what he shed on the cross and what, what he did when he rose from the grave, Lord, that enables us to have a relationship with you. So, Lord, we ask you to guide us, call us back to yourself, and that the church can once again be that city on a hill, can be salt and light, and that we can make an influence and a difference in our culture and draw men to you by our witness. And, Lord, you can do this when your church is not lukewarm, when we are hot for you again, Lord, when we are right with you and we are repentant and we humble ourselves. And as 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, you, you gave it to Israel in the Old Testament, Lord, but it is certainly true of our nation that when we call to you, when we confess and humble ourselves, you are faithful, Lord, and you will hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. And, Lord, we need healing. And so, Lord, we ask you in the name of Jesus to do this. Amen. We come to you together in agreement, wanting to glorify your name and seeking your face. And we do so in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Your website is warroomthemovie.com. When and where can people see the movie? You can go to that site, warroomthemovie.com, to find over a thousand theaters. You'll find one in your area. It comes out August the 28th. And we trust people will go that opening weekend. If, if it has a strong showing the opening weekend, they will expand the theater, which means more people will hear this message. And again, this is a call for people to return to the Lord in prayer. Thank you so much. Our guest has been Alex Kendrick, warroomthemovie.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.